0: Welcome to Maranatha Teaching Podcast. I'm your host, Femi Fenogio. We have joined a series that I've been doing on Maranatha's YouTube teaching channel titled The Bible. We have joined the series at the beginning of another season, which we have titled The Story of the Whole Bible. We are spending some time in chapter three of Genesis because it is pivoted to the trajectory of the story of the Bible. We are intentionally spending this time here because this point in this story is very, very, very important. Genesis chapter 3 is absolutely essential for us to be able to understand the story of the Bible and to be able to understand the gospel without a good, clear, thorough understanding of where we are the four, Genesis chapter 3, without clear understanding of this Area that we are, it will affect our understanding of the gospel. It will affect our understanding of grace if we don't understand what happened here then we cannot understand the gospel then we cannot embrace grace so it is important that we give great attention to this portion of the scripture and this is why we are rightly paying a lot of attention to this point just like we've paid attention to some other part that we have seen so far so last time we look at the very first question that god ever asked in the bible which is in genesis chapter 3 verse 9 when god told adam and Eve, where art thou? So we saw that Adam and Eve, they broke up God's law. They broke God's clear command. And by that single act of disobedience, they've become offenders. They've become criminals. And therefore, they ran. They ran when the righteous judge approached. They ran and they hide themselves. Obviously, God summoned them to his presence. Remember what we read in Jeremiah chapter 51, verse 56 the second part that is jeremiah chapter 51 verse 56 b it said for the lord god for the lord god of recompense shall surely requite the niv's translation says for the lord is a god of retribution he will repay in full and the names of god bible says i yahweh am a god who punishes evil i will certainly punish then And what we're saying is that when we look at the you know, the story, when we look at the story that is written for us it is actually the story of somebody who is in court. And this is what is going on here, is God, the righteous judge, summoning this offender to his court. And in, in secular court of law the, the picture looks something like this, isn't it? So we have the judge that sits over there, okay? And if there's, there are juries, there will be jury over there. And the offender will be in the dock over here and there will be some attorney there. And that is really what we see in the secular court of law, isn't it? And the defender will present their case and the other side will also present their case. And what will happen oftentimes is that the judge will listen or the jury will Whichever case it is, they will they will listen to both sides. They will hear the case, okay? They will hear from the accused. They will hear from the defense. And then after that, they will take time out, isn't it, to deliberate. If it is the judge or if it is the jury, they will take time out to deliberate on the evidences that has been put before them. Then after some time, the judge and the jury will return with a decision. And when that happens, the offender will stand in the dock with his or her and then the judge will read out the judgment. And much the same way, this is what we are seeing here. God has called Adam. He has examined Adam. He has examined Eve. He has allowed them to speak in their own defense. He has inquired into their offense. Now it is time for God, the judge, to pass sentence on the offenders. And obviously, in this case, there is more than one offender. <laughs> okay, there is Adam, there is Eve. And also, there is the serpent. So, this is where we are in our story. The righteous judge of the old heart is going to give his judgment. So, let us read Genesis chapter 3 once again, and let's read some couple of verses there. Okay, we've read this before, but let's read it again. Okay. And the Lord God said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, thou art caused above all cactus, above everything beast of the field upon thy belly shall thou go and thus shall thou eat all the days of thy life and i will put enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and the seed and it shall bruise thy head and thou shall bruise his heel unto the woman he said i will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception in sorrow thou shall bring forth children and thy desire shall be to thy husband and he shall rule over thee and unto the man he said because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife and a sitting of the tree which I command thee saying thou shalt not eat of it cause is the ground for thy sake in sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of thy life thorns also and teasers shall it bring forth to thee and thou shalt eat and thou shalt eat the herb of the field in the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread till thou return unto the ground for out of it was thou taken for dust thou art and unto the dust shall thou return praise the lord okay so that was god passing judgment and we are going to look into this judgment in a little bit more you know closely maybe not today but i want to look at the word the word "cause." okay the word "cause" is used twice in this portion of the scripture that we have read. Therefore, many have called this portion or this judgment of God causes. Okay, so people have called it the curse of God upon Adam, the curse of God upon Eve, the cause of God upon, you know, the serpent. Again, like I said, when we read that, you will see that the word cause was used. Actually, the word cause was used when God was passing judgment. On, upon the serpent and where God passing judgment upon Adam. And by extension, even though the word itself was not used when God was passing judgment upon the woman, by extension it was also a curse. Okay, Therefore, that is the reason why many people have called it The cause. However, we have to be careful, even though it's a right word to you, we have to be careful that we don't communicate the wrong image of what is going on here. Because if you look into the dictionary of what a cause is, the dictionary said to cause is to use profane, insolent language against or to call upon divine or spiritual power to send injury upon somebody or to bring great evil upon somebody. Now, that is not what God is doing here. So these are causes not in the sense in which we understand cause. God is definitely not doing any one of these three things here. And that is very, very important. We see a God who is settled, who is controlled. What we see here is God, the holy and wise judge responding to rebellion in the world that he has made okay what we see here is god the judge given righteous judgment okay so when we say curse not in the sense of god using profane profanely insolent language no here is the language of it's a legal language it's a legal proceeding that is going on here indeed these righteous judgments are curses, but it's in the sense that they are opposite of blessing. It's in the sense that you are an offender, you are broken the rule, and these are your punishment. Okay, We need to understand that, that the cause is inevitable result of the rebellion of Adam and Eve. They rebelled, they broke the law, they must suffer the consequences. So it is a cause in the sense that it is the opposite of blessing. Once once they disobey God, even before God came in the cool of the day, once they disobey God, they were already cursed because they are now standing on the wrong side of God. What God was simply doing here is declaring the truth of their new state of being. They have moved. Once they were blessed because they were obedient, because they were in the right standing with God, but now they are cursed. And that is thanks to their rebellion because they are now standing in the wrong side of God. So we need to understand that that is the sense in which this is a cause. Right, so we are going to move on there. Now we are going to look at this judgment, this cause. Understand it is a judgment. We are going to now look at this cause that we have read in Genesis chapter 3. I want you to notice the order in which God interrogated Adam and Eve and also the order in which he passed the judgment so let's look at that remember we are looking at the order in which god interrogated them interrogated them and the order in which god passed judgment during the interrogation the first person that god spoke to was adam and then god spoke to eve and god actually did not speak to the serpent and there's a reason for that hopefully we'll come back right to that in a bit and that is the order in which god interrogated them but when god was passing judgment god reversed the order first God passed judgment on the serpent and then God passed judgment on the Eve, on Eve and then finally God passed judgment on Adam. So when God was interrogating them, it was Adam, Eve. No interrogation for the serpent. And then when God was giving judgment, it was the serpent, Eve and Adam. And there's a significant reason why this is so. So one of the things you will say is that the order of interrogation was in the order of authority. That is very, very important for us to, to understand. Let me put that back on the screen. The order of interrogation was the order of authority. God interrogated Adam first because he was the one that God created first. He was the head of his wife. And obviously both of them are equally placed in the garden. But Adam was the head of his wife and that is the reason that god interrogated him for so what we see here is that the order of god's interrogation was the order of the authority that god gave them and also the order of judgment is actually the order of their rebellion it the rebellion started first with who with the serpent so god judged them in the order of their rebellion the serpent the serpent rebelled by submitting himself to Satan, and then Eve rebelled, and then Adam rebelled. So it is important for us, and I feel that that is really important. When things do go wrong, God always, <laughs> you know, the book, like we would say, the book stops with whoever is in charge. Ultimately, is the one in charge that is ultimately responsible. And that is why when God came and started the interrogation, the interrogation started first, not with Eve, not with Satan, The interrogation started first with Adam. But when judgment started coming, when God was passing judgment, the judgment was in the order of their rebellion. And again, like I said, you notice that God did not interrogate the serpent. Why? Because the devil... By extension, the serpent, because the serpent was under the influence of the devil. God did not interrogate the serpent because the devil, and by extension, the serpent was already convicted of his rebellion. God, the devil was already an offender. He was already a criminal. Okay. God did not interrogate the serpent because God did not interrogate the devil because the devil was already convicted of his rebellion. And what we'll see later is that the devil, and by extension, the serpent, was also excluded from the hope of pardon. There was no remedy for the sin of the devil. Now, we, we will come back to that. I just jump ahead of myself. So God did not interrogate the serpent because as far as God was concerned, he was already under. He was already a convicted rebel. Amen. So, we are going to read Genesis chapter 3, verses 14 and 15 again. Now, what I want to do first is to highlight a principle that we have touched on in previous teaching. And this will now help us to be able to key in into the content, into the you know, the implication and the application of the judgment that God passed upon the three offenders. So let us read Genesis chapter 3 verses 14 to 15. And here we are reading in particular the judgment that God passed upon the serpent, the cause that God passed upon the serpent. And the Lord God said unto the serpent, because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattus, above every beast of the field, upon thy belly shalt thou go, and thus shalt thou eat all the days of your life. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed, he shall bruise your head and thou shall bruise his heel. So what we want to look at in order is to look at the judgment that God passed in order upon these three offenders, okay? And we are starting with the serpent. okay? And remember, this is by extension, a judgment upon the devil, okay? And we are saying that there's a principle we need to see as we read this judgment, okay? What we see here is that when you compare Genesis chapter 3, verse 14, and you compare it to the verse 15, it is clear that God was speaking, even though we said there are three offenders: serpent, Eve and Adam. It is clear here that when God was passing judgment upon the serpent, he was actually speaking to two entities in one of the judgments. And this underscore what we already know. In verse 14, God was clearly addressing his judgment to the animal the serpent, serpent, the animal. But when we go to verse 15, it is clear that God here was not addressing an animal. Verse 15 says, and I will put a between thee and the woman and between your seed and a seed, it shall bruise your head and thou shall bruise his heel. That definitely is not about an animal called serpent. Okay. God here Address two people in one of this, in this one judgment. And that helped us to clarify that God understand and God knew that the serpent was under the influence of the devil. And when God passed judgment, and, and we see this principle, we've seen this principle when we're talking about the origin of the devil. You remember when we read Ezekiel chapter 28 verses 12 and 14 maybe i should actually put that on the screen for us remember when we read ezekiel chapter 28 i'm not going to read the whole thing i'm just going to read verse 12 and 14 okay here the prophet was talking about the king of tyros son of man take up a lamentation upon the king of tyros that was a physical that was an historical that was a king that was living at the time thus and see unto him thus says the lord thou seal it up the sum full of wisdom perfect in your beauty. And then as this prophecy goes on, it is clear that God was talking to a physical, secular, natural king. But then... In the same breath, we realized that God was definitely talking about somebody else who could not be a human being. Verse 14 says, that was the anointed cherub that covered it. And I have said this so, that was upon the holy mountain of God. And that was walk upon and down the midst of the stone of fire. You remember that, that teaching that we did. And we saw that, yes, the historical context of Ezekiel was about this king of Tyros. But it is clear from that text that the application was definitely beyond the mere Human king. And that was exactly the same thing that we see here when God was passing the judgment upon the serpent. That when God was passing the judgment upon the serpent, it is clear here that number one, God passed judgment upon the animal itself. But it is also clear that part of this judgment was on satan and we've seen in the scripture that the bible clearly associated satan with the serpent revelation chapter 12 verse 9 and revelation chapter 20 verse 2 called the serpent the old serpent called the devil the Satan. in fact let's read that let's read that okay we've read this before but let's read it again revelation chapter 12 verse 9 and the great dragon was cast out that old serpent called the devil and satan revelation chapter 20 verse 2 says that and he laid out on the dragon that whole serpent, which is the devil and Satan. So you can see straight away that we are not reading too much into this verse. The Bible definitely associates Satan with this serpent that was in the garden of Eden. So when God was passing judgment, yes, he passed judgment on the animals, the the serpent. He definitely also passed judgment upon Satan. In Romans chapter 16, verse twenty. Paul definitely associated the fulfillment of this cause with Satan. You remember when God was passing the judgment, he said over there, he said, I will put enmity between thee and the woman and between your seed and a seed. Remember this, he said, it shall bruise your head and thou shall bruise his heel. And Paul actually applied that to Satan. Let's look at Romans chapter 16, verse 20. And the God of peace shall world bruise Satan under your feet shortly. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. I mean, obviously we are not talking about the context of that verse, but what I want you to see there is that throughout the Bible, this, the devil satan was definitely associated with the serpent in the garden that's what i'm saying here and what we are seeing here is that the judgment that god gave to the serpent yes a part of it was directly directed directly at the animal the serpent but a part of that judgment was actually directed at satan so god in this spoke to the animal in verse 14 but then god spoke directly to satan indeed satan possess the body of the serpent, Satan used the body of the serpent to perpetrate his evil scheme. But the serpent, as devil's instrument, must share in the devil's punishment. Okay, yes, it is true that it was the devil that was speaking through the serpent, but the serpent yielded to the devil. So God judged the the, the devil, but the serpent also, as devil's instrument, also share in the devil's punishment and then now we can now by the grace of god look at the content and the implication of this judgment on serpent on the serpent and by implication the content and the implication of the judgment on the devil okay that's what we are going to do next and i Really don't think I have enough time now to be able to go into that. So next time, by the grace of God, we'll look at that. We'll look at the content. We know that the content is, we as we read the content, we then have to be to be careful to know which one applied to the animal, the serpent, and which one applied to the devil. That is the evil one. Okay. The the old serpent, Satan, the devil. And then we'll then look at what are the implications of this cause. Remember what we said when we say the cause here. It is a cause that came upon them because they broke the law. But here we are talking about the application of the righteous you know, commandment and rule of God. Here we are talking about the righteous judgment of God. And that is what we mean when we talk about the cause. Okay, praise the Lord. And if you are listening to me tonight, I want you to know that the Bible says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Every human uh they they we, we are dwelling under the wrath of god and we can we are going to see in this teaching why that is so but what i want you to say is that god loves you god so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life and you can escape the judgment the wrath of god tonight by just admitting that you're a sinner you cannot save yourself come to the savior okay ask him to save you and he will And it will not only save you, it will change you from the inside. And then you will become a member of his family, a member of his kingdom. He will walk with you. And when this is all over, you will spend eternity with him in the new heaven and the new earth. Do it tonight. Do it today. We sincerely invite you to check out our teachings on YouTube Maranatha Teaching Channel. They will bless you. Thank you.